Oh, what's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to episode 43 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined, as always, by my mainest man, Willie Saylor. And uh, I can tell just by our pre-radio conversations, this will be the greatest show in the history of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. Willie, what's going on, man? Hi, Christian Piles. How you doing? I'm still a little salty about that game last night. Ooh, that was a dandy. You got, hey, at least they've been good games, right? And Del Vadova is now an American hero from Australia. Um, yeah, so those <laughs> games have been good. That kept me up late, but it was it worked out because I wrote my preview, which is up, and I'm a morning person. I get my best work done. Sorry, I hit the mic there. That's that noise. I'm, I'm safe. Um, I, I like I work better in the morning and by the time like past six o'clock I'm mostly worthless uh, from a mental standpoint I would agree with that yeah yeah absolutely and it may it may actually the worthlessness may come earlier I may be giving myself too much credit um, but that game invigorated me the the uh, adrenaline of watching it. so it kept me up it kept me up and kept my the juices flowing and I was able to uh, knock it out so that's up it took literally all day to write but now it's done and up there and Thank you, Cavs, for uh, giving me that extra energy, and especially you, Matthew Della Vadova. Um, I don't even want to talk about it. I, I did. I sent out that tweet. Okay, I admit the tweet I said where Steph Curry is an all-time choker. Like that is hyperbolic. I, I I give you that, but he's been terrible late in games. I mean, yeah, especially when he hit ter- like four threes in the last minute. I don't. He's terrible. Why are you? Uh, why are you looking at that? That's like garbage time points when a when a quarterback. I'm not going to get into with this. Three hundred yards this is, in the fourth quarter. This was a half hour argument last night between you and I. We're let's not put all our business in the street here. We're, let's, it's a wrestling show. It's a wrestling show, so we need to talk about Game of Thrones. You guys loved that last time, so we're going to have a little Game of Thrones nugget here. A question I have for you, Willie. Grayscale, the strange disease that you get. It's it's like uh it's like the leprosy of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh, can can I ask what is other than it being alienating and making you look strange? It apparently right. makes you superhuman strong and the ability to like swim underwater for an hour at a time. So what what is wrong with this disease? It seems like grayscale is like just the uh, Game of Thrones version of PEDs. Well, it makes you look like a brick wall. Okay, right. But I I, I mentioned that it. Surface level, no, it's not. It's not a good look. Is it contagious? Yes, but it apparently gives you superhuman powers. I've just... Superhuman powers are good. Looking like um, a brick wall isn't. All right, good. I, I feel like if you mobilize the grayscale isolated people into some sort of an army, it, it could be of value. But um, I think that's enough Game of Thrones talk. Just one minute. That's all we need. I just wanted to get that thought out there publicly. Maybe someone can explain. Maybe there's something negative. You should get some like fatigue or, or something along with it. The NCAA put out some some new rules, but uh, some of them are definitely new. Some of them are they actually new? We we think we have a push. Well, we think we have a push out now, but I don't think we really have a, a push out rule. There's not a push out rule in there. No. Not really. Right. I mean, well, sort they're they're like uh, kind of hinting at it, I guess. But there's not a rule where you lose points or anything. Right. So, all right, sum it up, Christian. All right, the, I'm going to sum it up. The, the, the big change is the near fall for me. Uh, four points for a four count, two points for the two like it always was, um, which, fine, I guess I'm not necessarily I, – I have no issue with that, I guess. But the, the problem is – there's already incredible incentive. Wait, to, I, to, to, I don't. Wait, no. My oh. turn, then your turn. Oh. Okay. Um, there's already incredible incentive to turn on top. If you get a turn on top in a folk-style match, I would love to see the data, but if you get one turn in a folk-style match, I bet you win 85% of your matches. Just one yeah. turn, even a two-point turn. Okay? So it's already tremendous incentive to do that. What they need to do... And uh, someone said this to me. This is not an original thought, but I know smart people when I talk to them. Is that they need to de-incentivize riding without turning, okay? I.e. eliminate riding time. Kill it. Eliminate riding time. It's the worst thing ever. But they didn't do that. It's not like, 
oh, I really want to turn now because I get four, there's already tremendous incentive to get the turns. So they they do this thing. Uh, there's still riding time. That's the problem. That's the boring wrestling. And you can do this drop-down rule, and you can clarify it. I, f I felt like that was a mess all last year. And I don't think feel like they made really any meaningful changes to the drop-down rule that are really going to impact matches any differently. So that's one thing. The other thing is this new... Uh, I, you know what I don't. You know what I hate. I, like I don't understand why they just. Who makes these up? They just can't call. The problem is they just don't call stalling, right? Right. So now, so now this five second drop down rule, all that is is like a protocol, um, and and um, a characterization like actual words on a paper that describe when you should call stalling. It, all it is 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 telling the referee when to call stalling. When it doesn't even have to be a quote unquote rule, it's just call stalling. Just call stalling. Right. right? The, so now are you going to have to legislate every time a ref should call stalling? What's going to be next? Next year they're going to come out with a new rule that says this is the definition of stalling officials, and it's black and white, so you have to call it officials. Just call stalling when it's stalling. And it sounds like the refs want everything spelled out in black and white. And all we're asking for is a little bit of discretion and common sense. And we know stalling when we see it. Everyone does. They're the only ones that they want everything outlined. And it's just never going to – you can put in a thousand different little rules and things and uh, protocols for them to call stalling. It's just up to them. And I saw a great tweet. Um, from, I think, Blood Round Wrestling, and I, I love the simplicity of it. NCAA Wrestling has now approved the 7th and 8th ways for refs to call stalling, still waiting on refs to call stalling. That is yep. the heart of the issue. They're gonna mm -hmm. And they're going to continue um, to put these little things in, these little quirks, and be like, here, this is what the refs want. This is what the refs want. This is what they need, and now they'll change it. And it's never going to change it because the refs don't do it. They don't do it. They kill it. They kill the sport when they do that. That's that's hyperbolic. But it's it's uh they're not addressing the actual problem. And here's here's the verbiage of the whatever the push out stalling rule. Um, they have when someone goes out of bounds, they have three options. They can call stalling on one or both for leaving the wrestling area. They can call stalling for pushing or pulling the opponent out of bounds. Or they mm -hmm. can say wrestling action is taking place. Yeah. No call. Which is always what, they had that what, option. What's number four? They can. Go get an ice cream cone? I, I like no crap. Those are the three scenarios. That's always been that's always been an option afforded to the referees, okay? Yeah. And they're still gonna have the new. option they're still having the option to call it or not call it. There's nothing changed. They need a step out rule. That's what they need. They need a step out rule. They need something black and white like freeze. I can't believe I cannot believe I cannot if believe you had told me I, I this, would love to sit in a meeting. I would love to sit in the meetings that, that this is going on. I would love. It. I want. I want somebody to talk to and say why will the officials not call stalling? Because every every issue surrounding these rules it can be traced to the genesis of of referees refusing to call stalling. Yeah. Whether it's top and bottom, whether it's riding time, whether it's um, neutral working up to a leg, whether it's going out of bounds, it all derives from referee's reluctance to call stalling. Yes, uh, 100%. That's, that's the so heart what? of the issue. Well, well I, I know that... Why do they not? I forget who I was talking they, they to. They don't because they're they're afraid to be yelled at by coaches. They're afraid to be yelled at by fans. Is there a NCAA officials um, cabinet thing that's scolding them when they call stalling too much? I mean... <laughs> I, I, I couldn't tell you. I know this. I forget who I talked to, but basically, I think someone on the committee basically said the officials want the head official said we want this outlined. Whatever you want, put it in the rule book, and we'll call that. Uh, they want this very explicit verbiage um, th that I think is that's so idealistic because you cannot possibly. Legislate or outline every scenario for which stalling needs to be called. You, we just have to. We have to rely on and people. Even if that, you do, even if you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the risk of that. 
the risk of that is exactly what happens with writing and writing time is that the more you put in black and white, the more wrestlers and coaches figure out a way around it. Right. The, then that becomes more of the game. Uh, I, I think what what is wrong with the step out rule in, in freestyle? It's not sumo wrestling. Guys aren't getting, you know, it's not pushing. There's so much more action in freestyle wrestling now. It's it's almost laughable when you compare it to to folk style wrestling. And I I I think you know UWW being more progressive than NCA. That's not good. We need to. I'm not saying we need to go freestyle. Although maybe maybe that is the way to go for college wrestling. I don't know. But we we can't be so um, resistant to the fact that the step out is is promoting action and it is promoting staying in the ring and that uh, out of bounds is still going to be safety uh in in my opinion and that's that's a huge problem uh facing folk style wrestling and i don't think they addressed it here no i don't think they addressed it either um um go ahead no i i don't understand you know since its inception like um even in in freestyle when when you say the word push out when when they first implemented that rule, people said, "Oh, it's going to be a sumo contest. Oh, that's not a real wrestling point. Oh, that's that's this and that." But the the term "push out" is sort of condescending in a way because it, it sounds like you just pushed a guy out of the out of the circle, right? Um, but it 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 happens from positioning. It happens from a wrestling move. It happens because of pressure, uh, right? So. It's it's not a, just a push out contest. I mean, there, there is yeah. virtue. There is virtue. That point is earned. It's earned, and it's one point. Um, they're they're not. Uh, I I don't understand. I I, right. I, I don't I, I don't understand. I don't I don't understand the um the people the fans at home that are reluctant to put a a, a push out in place. And even you know even if you want to go. I don't care. Even if you want to go, I, I prefer one point. But even if you want to go, first one's a caution, second one's a point, or first two's a caution, third one's a point, or something like that. I, that's fine. But there needs um, to be a guaranteed negative don't consequence. Put it in the, don't put it in the hands of the officials because they, because right now, the, like Christian, you said that uh, somebody on the committee said they want everything in black and white. Yeah. Well, this is anything but black and white this is so if, if they if they go out of bounds it's stalling on one of the wrestlers maybe it's stalling or if wrestling action is taking place what the what heck? other option what? is there <laughs> if, so if, if they go out of bounds the way it's written now if there's softball action it's stalling the referee this is this action. is how it's re- written i'm reading verbatim the referee can make one of the three following calls stalling on one or both wrestlers for leaving the mat for leaving the wrestling area stalling on or for pushing or pulling the opponents out of bounds see wrestling action has taken place um what other possible why did you have to write that down yeah I don't know. Another thing that's going to get really confusing is that, like, if we're at the edge, I have your back to the edge, and I give a perceived push or shove in the out of bounds, I'm going to get hit for stalling potentially. Or if you pull me, uh, what? uh, This is this is getting wonkier. The the more I read it, and the more I see all these unintended consequences of this rule rearing its ugly head and really not giving us the result we want. And that's what's scary about it. I mean, I can't believe that they, I can't believe that they got in a room, came up with this, and said, "Yep, we got it. Let's yep. run with this. Let's print. Hey, let's type this up. Let's get it out there." Nailed it. Um, Nailed it. Yeah. I, and and what? Who who was clamoring for four point near? Fest? I have no idea. Who was like, you know what? You don't get enough points for turns on top. I think that's why they're not turning. No. You know what? You know what? If 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 turning, if you could get four points, then the guys on top wouldn't stall. They would really work the turn. Are you kidding me? What planet are you on? And not only that, like, okay, so there was experimental rules last year, right? Right. This after a year of testing, they adopted them. Good. I'm fine with that. It's cool. That I like those rules. Uh, 
Now this year, nobody has ever made a peep about this. It's not going to be experimental. We're just going straight to it. Four point near falls. Four points. Five for a five count. Not really. But why not? No, is there so there's no more five count anymore, right? Well, there's no point in getting a five count, I guess. I mean, it's, so yeah. So so there's no five count. R.I.P. Five count. Just gotta get to four. Is there a three count? If you get to three, is there three? No, it's two or four. I think they. I here's what they would say: is it's just a little more simple. You know, two gets you two, and then you say, well, five gets you three. It's just, you know, when you're explaining, but it's still. At the college level, there's not really confusion. It's when you're teaching it to high school kids or new fans. So I, I feel like it needs to be changed at the high school level as well. Um, I don't think it should have been changed at all. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I I don't disagree with that either. I mean, it's it's kind Who of – I mean, where did that come from? I don't did, know. You, you really think it came from um, a point where they wanted to incentivize a turn more? You really think people were like – the people in that meeting were like, you know, if it's four points, they'll ride. They'll try to turn more on top. Yeah. They're, if, they're if not the, going to listen. Listen, if, NCAA officials, they're not going to work on top unless you call stalling. What guys are riding not just to not give up an escape. They're not trying to turn ever, and they won't with a four-point near fall. They ride because you allow them to ride. They ride because you let them ride as if they are accumulating riding time, and that is acceptable, and that's not acceptable. Yeah, riding to ride is the issue, and the point is there's so much incentive to turn already. It doesn't need to be – There doesn't. Need, it's a one turn is a complete game changer, and so making it more points doesn't – doesn't fix the issue of riding. No, they, they go, they go, um, they change the near fall situation w w without testing. But they would like to test at the All Star Classic a three point take down. Well, I mean, what, what makes something, what makes something, um, you know, applicable? Like you're going to apply it right away. And what makes something able to be tested? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I don't know why they feel like because I think a a, a three point takedown is much more tasteful than a four point near fall. Sure. Well, I think it's more necessary. I think. Yeah. Well, I hate the escape point more than any other point in any sport. Um, so I anything that kind of neuters its value, I'm I'm all for it. Um, and a three point takedown does just that. So I'm fine with it. I'm. Maybe that's the simplest solution. Um, I, I, yeah, say I want to talk about. I don't know. You you can't you can't do away with riding time and do away with the escape point and expect there to be any action whatsoever. There's no incentive for either guy to do anything. Right. Right. Okay. So yeah, there needs to be. Th this is probably the best way of to keep the the value of getting away for the bottom wrestler and really incentivize incentivizing takedowns. So. Uh, I'm I'm cool with that. Hopefully that gets fast tracked. They like what they see this year. What what are they gonna learn from a three point experimental take? It's not like you know what's gonna happen. It's I, I don't understand why even experiment. Right. With it. Why do you what have what to, do you have to see? Well, let's see how this goes. I'll tell you how it's gonna go. You're gonna get three points for a takedown. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, we don't know if we want to put this in. We don't want to know if we want to What's apply this, this across the like? board. What's this going to look like exactly? We don't, know, we don't know exactly how this is going to play out. Hmm. Let me tell you how it's going to play out. Well, when they You're going to get three down. points for a takedown. For a takedown. All right. I, I'm I'll tell you who it puts the most stress on. Tell the me. scoreboard operator, because now they have to oh, click gosh. three times instead of two. Hey, is there any uh, – I don't know if this would be addressed in this kind of uh, – of release, but but is there is there any fallout from the in, the Ian Miller um, debacle? Is there anything where you don't have to do an official challenge to make sure? Oh, I don't know, the score is right. Yeah, uh, nothing. How about you address that? Can we can we address that and not just uh, arbitrarily add? Um, you know, does that have to be an experimental rule? Getting the score right does that need to be experimental or you know do we still need a challenge for that I I don't and like I said I don't know if that's something you address here necessarily maybe that's like a 
bylaw. I don't know. Like an internal thing? Yeah, yeah, an internal thing. But well, I mean, don't you think it would have? Uh, <laughs> don't you think it would have built built or helped build some kind of reparations with the wrestling community if you publicly addressed it? Like, uh, like, hey, you know what? From now on, when there is a situation like this, you know, there's a new protocol, and this is how we're going to do it, and we're going to get it right. Instead of doing it internally, yeah, if they are doing it at all, exactly, they should do it. And the, this says to me they're not doing it. I mean, the, what if you don't have a challenge? We've said it a thousand times. If you don't have a challenge and the score is wrong, you are screwed. That is crazy to me. That is crazy uh, that that doesn't get addressed. That doesn't get addressed. But, but but man, I mean, to, the audacity of them at the tournament uh, to put it on the coaches. What, uh, whatever. That, I mean, yeah. We. we we beat that to death. But. Yeah. Um, there's a couple more things in here. Wrestling locking fingers. That's stupid. Oh, this, nobody, is, this is crazy. This is, this is my favorite. It. Nobody likes it in freestyle, so let's adopt it into folk. Right. That's okay, when wrestlers interlock fingers, the referee will stop action and call a stalemate. And if you do it again, the wrestler who initiates the interlocking will get hit for stalling. Oh, okay, because you can tell who initiates it. What mm -hmm. the heck? How, how do you know that, who initiates it? So someone's going to get hit, and... It's always a little bit of both, right? I mean, well, no. well, like you said, like you said well, earlier, you said they want it in black and white. But some things they do, some things they don't. Do you want this in black and white? Uh, uh, if the index finger goes between the opponent's two other fingers, like how are you gonna say that? Like whose whose elbow is extended more? That person reached, and that means that they initiate. Like really, we're gonna get into this interlock. Was interlocking fingers a huge problem? Did I did I miss that? No. No, Did I it ever... was about as, it's about as much of a problem as um, needing a four-point near fall. Yeah, it's like uh, a fictitious It's no, it's no issue. problem whatsoever. Yeah, what the heck? Interlocking fingers. Give me a break. Like, this is... Guys are slowing down for different reasons. I've never watched a match that slowed down because guys were interlocking fingers the whole time. I mean, you see the guys, you know, they try to... Whatever. I don't even want to get into that. It's just dumb. You're not gonna be able. You're not gonna be able to tell who's. Initiating. Somebody's trying to get too cute on the on that one. Yeah, way too cute. Um. All right. Enough about the rules. Enough about. Come enough. on, folk style. Come on, it's folk juice. style. Come on, Slava Medvedenko. Slava Medvedenko. We're not. <laughs> let's move on from <laughs> folk style. We got the world team trials. Next topic. Next topic. Uh, my pound for pound came out, and the hatred wasn't complete. So it wasn't super strong. You know, it was a nice level of hatred of them. Um, I, I felt like the response was um, fair. And I've, I've never, I've never um, said that any of my rankings are gospel. They're just my opinions and my evaluation. And I have no issue with anyone disagreeing. Uh, Willie, you saw these. What, what were your thoughts? Did I whiff uh, on any one thing? Was I too high on David Taylor? Was Did I sleep on Aaron Pico? What? Where did I screw up? Um, yeah, all right. The first thing I want to ask you is, what was? Did you did you whiff on Aaron Pico, or um, did you say he's wrestling? Did did you say he's not worthy to be in the top twenty, or did you say he's wrestling junior juniors? So I'm not including him. He's yeah, he's wrestling juniors, and I, this is a list of of senior wrestlers now he does he always wrestle juniors no but against domestic competition he does so that is kind of my rationale honestly i didn't even like he wasn't like on a honorable mention list i just didn't consider him period mm -hmm. um so if you want to there's pro i mean he's beaten you know he's beaten so far he's beaten guys that are ranked in the world right or has made so maybe he does but for in uh you know what? If you want to be, if you think he should be considered, uh, you know, I'm not gonna call you an idiot, but you know what? Kellen Russell, he's he's out here in the streets. He's he's mm -hmm. wrestling in seniors, and so I put Pico over him. Uh, well, why? I mean, he the, Kellen's out here wrestling the senior level. So would he beat Kellen? Uh, maybe, probably, but I don't know that for sure. And he, here's the main issue with the freestyle pound for pound. Here's the hardest thing about it. It is some of these guys go overseas and wrestle, and some of them don't. And some of the guys that go overseas and wrestle and do okay lose to the guys 
that stay here that stay home and don't but but I'm comparing them against domestic wrestlers so domestic in a way has to take precedent because it's not even now obviously an elite international win is has more value than an elite international win but there's not many guys that really have those that are um, not doing well domestically and having elite international wins there's just not many guys like that Clayton Foster maybe is one and even he's he's beaten Ed Ruth he's one um, so that's the the heart of the issue some guys travel and and some stay at home and don't don't well, wrestle that much. Know, and even even some uh, someone was saying Zach Ray belongs Zach maybe he does maybe he does yeah. and and they were outlining well he went to Cuban one he went to Chilean one he beat nobody of note you know he beat Dinza in the finals of that of Pan Am's or the Cuban tournament so it's like well I I don't know about this. Uh, yeah, he's going. He's technically traveling and winning tournaments, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's notching elite wins. Right. I mean, uh, I mean, let's be honest. Winning, winning Pan American titles is not exactly the same as winning tournaments in Europe. Right. Right. And even you know, uh, Ramos won the Paris Grand Prix. I don't think that was a. You know, I was in Europe. It wasn't necessarily the the deepest weight either. So it's like you just don't know what you're getting with with some of these tournaments overseas. And even if there's a ranked guy there, here's another problem. I, w- I went back and I looked, and all you can see are the f- the finish finishes, but you don't know who. I don't even know who Zach Ray beat for to place fifth at one of these pretty big tournaments. I don't know who he lost to because there's no like actual brackets out there so it's really really tough to that and that's a that's another can of worms with international wrestling it's really hard to find results and even if you find the finished standings it doesn't really tell the story oh man i know i said it a while ago on a show but uww has they they have to make these international tournaments if they want to be recognized as an international tournament and they are recognized. There is a list of internationally recognized tournaments. Right. If you want to be considered one of them, you have to live by certain protocols. And and part of that protocol is a, a standard results template. Right. And I mean, you can't. I mean, it, we're, it's 2015, and people can't produce a PDF bracket. Yeah. That that should be uh, absolutely going forward standard operating procedure for any international tournament because um, you can go on the full deke database all you want but it just doesn't give you the information you really need so uh, we're, we're getting slightly derailed here but it it does speak to the main issue it's really hard to make sense of some of these international results willie come at me um you know i don't i, I don't know i thought you did a good job Duh. uh kyle dake was by far the trickiest one, right? It's just, it's just such a long layoff for me. It was like I was like, man, I feel like I'm giving him a ton of respect here. And some people are like it's ridiculous you have him that low. I'm like, he's he hasn't wrestled in two years. Mm. What, what am I supposed to do here? I, right. I right. think Kyle. I think I've. So me, I'm like, wow, I'm giving him a, a lot of a long leash here. And other people are like, no, you're an idiot. And maybe that's the case, but it's been a couple of years since he beat David Taylor and Hal. I would. I know still have him, ahead, the, like I have him ahead at, of Hal. At number nine, you're. It's sort of like you're hedging your bets, but at the same time, I mean, what do you do with it? I, you, you know, you, as you a, either not have him in or you have him third. Right. I, I don't think that's. I mean, you have, does anybody with a straight face tell you what what Kyle Dake is right now or where he's at? I mean, um. You can guess. You can you can guess that he's really really good because Kyle Dake has always been really really good, but um, you don't know exactly what he is. And from a rankings process point of view, what does he deserve? He just hasn't wrestled. Yeah, just hasn't wrestled. So, um, the, yeah, tough one there. I didn't envy you having to rank him. Um, Jordan Oliver at 14, I think he has really, really good wins, but he hasn't been overseas much. He went to one tournament this year, and that was at 70 kilograms, I think. Yeah. And he didn't I – don't, I don't think he won. Uh, 
it, it's been a little bit since he notched. You know, he beat, he's beaten Kerbin Aliyev, and that was, what, two, three years ago. I think that was 20, 2013. Yeah, it must have been 2013. So two years ago when he beat him. So it's been a little bit since he's notched those uh, elite international wins. And he, he frankly, does, he's not winning domestically. You know, B- bottom line, he's not beating Metcalf. He's, he goes back and forth with Kellen Russell. Um, maybe he, I mean, he seems to think he was low. He kind of tweeted uh, that. I thought it was a pretty fair ranking considering his accolades. You know, I have him ahead of Coleman Scott and Keith Gavin. Uh, maybe he belongs ahead of a Tony Ramos, but. Uh, uh, you know what? He know. Should... should he beat higher? I yeah. I mean, he has better wins than some of these guys. Probably. He has better wins than some of these guys. I mean. Better Andrew, than I mean Andrew Hell. Uh, Dude, this guy ha- was like one crappy call from winning the Oregon. Uh, over who? I, I don't know. Some. Russian. I know. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's been all right. So he's beaten Kerbin Ali of a couple of years ago, and that's still propping him up. If he can beat the number one guy, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. Tough, tough to call. I just, uh, uh, I think he has better wins than Ramos ever had. Yeah, yeah, he, he has better wins than. I mean, like how? What is it? What did Hal do? Uh, you, I mean, that's like somebody saying. What did Jo uh, do? I, I get, I get. Uh, Jo's beaten up. At one time last year, Jo had beaten like five guys not, uh, ranked in the world. Right. Did Hal do that? I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you every international win that Andrew Howe has. Right. The, I mean, the exact you know, I get I... I get emails sometimes like, "Hey, my kid took sixth at Super Thirty Two. Hey, my kid was a finalist at Ironman. Why? I cannot believe he's not ranked. Well, that weight was weak, and he didn't wrestle anybody of note. And I'm, I'm not trying to compare Ironman to Uregan, but. Who did Hal beat to get there? I don't know. Like 30 Russians? I don't know. 30 30 Russians ever did anything? I I don't know. I don't know. If you think... I I know there's people that think Hal... I'm not saying definitively. I'm having a discussion. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I don't know. Make... it. You know what? Make the world team Jordan. You're going to... He's going to go higher. Right. Yeah. There you go. There it is. Um, So, yeah. I... Maybe Oliver was low. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I put too much value on just making a, a world team or winning a U.S. Open, you know? There, there's yeah, some, there's yeah. Something, I mean, it's there's not, it's to be not said in the... That. You win a... It's tough. You're comparing weights, you know? Yeah, but I mean... You know, uh, Ramos has beaten Nick Simmons, and you know, that's a pretty good guy. He's beaten everyone. He hasn't lost domestically. Um, to, to anyone, there, is there not something to be said for that? I know, but no, no, not really. I mean, what did what did what did any of our fifty-five slash fifty-seven kilograms guys ever do? I don't know. Nick Simmons was like fifth in the world one year. Yeah, one year. <laughs> one. Oh wow. Well, and, and what Nick? Well, Nick, a... Nick Simmons is one hundred fifty-seven years old. What? No, he's not. He just got third at the Open. He thrashed everybody. Escobedo, oh, well, uh, um, it, it, It's not Nick. A win over Nick Simmons is not comparable to Hazen Garcia, Kerbin Aliyev. Um, there's other guys too. Okay. Fine. Um, yeah. So. Jo could be higher. Yeah. That's all. Um, <laughs> so here's a topic that I'm really interested in, and. I'm gonna take you to task a little bit on this. Oh, I, I think you're, I think you're. Oh, you're. Oh, I cannot wait. I can't go wait. with it. Go with so, it. So, um, our man Zeb Miller interviewed Coleman Scott. Okay, um, it was a really good interview. I encourage you to check it out. They were at that Compound College Combine alliteration for you, and Coleman was there scouting. I'm sure probably showed a little technique, and they were talking with him uh, about you know. His future, why Coleman's still at it. He's got Olympic dreams, obviously. And Zeb, being the the great journalist he is, pressed him. He's like, hey, 61's not an Olympic weight. What are you going to do? you got to go up or down. And 
Cole was like, oh, you'll see, you'll see. Um, you'll, you'll know. Uh, he didn't say it officially, but to me that says he's, he's going down. He's going down yeah. to 57. And w- when you look, look at the, I don't know how it's possible. How is it? I am a guy that is repeatedly, repeatedly, um, on record as saying this guy's too, this guy's too small. This guy's too small. He needs to go down. I think everybody needs to go down. I have no idea how Coleman's going to make 57 kill games. Well, you see it. You see it plenty. I mean, have you looked at the 57 kilogram contingent? It's nothing but career 33s that are that are making waves. You got Graf. You got Cologne. You got um, you know Hockstrasser. You got all these Mitchev. All these dudes are career 33s. Nick Simmons. Coleman's, Coleman's bigger than all of them. Whatever he's wrestled 133 his entire life, just like all these guys, and now he's gonna he's got to go down for two, maybe three weigh-ins. It's- if Coleman can make 57 kilograms and do it the right way, the night before weigh-in, get rehydrated, he is gonna be a force. Duh. I mean, if Kendrick Maple can make 33. I know, but yeah, but Christian, how can you say that Coleman Scott will have no trouble? Who um, said when? Back up. When did I say he'd have no trouble? Um. Okay. He's gonna do it. You gotta shrink your body. You're you're acting. All right. So you lose muscle. His body. Do you ever see the size of his chest? Right. Okay. He's got to get smaller there. He's not gonna be as muscle bound. Okay. This. It's not. Rocket science. You can't be as big and it's strong not, as he is. It's not muscle bound. It's his 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 structure. Yeah, he's got. Is, he's he's big. He's big. But let's. He's big. So how can you say okay, Coleman? Yeah, he'll make fifty seven, and then not say that that Logan can make sixty one. I never said he couldn't. Never said he couldn't. Obviously, he can. He's made sixty. Never said he couldn't. Never said that. If it was an Olympic weight, bet thousand dollars he'd go down there. But it's not. Um, Whatever. What he wrestled? Uh, just like, just like, just like our next topic. Just like uh, Spencer at fifty kilograms. Whatever alert, by the way. Um, I I think the the track record is pretty clear. Really big guys can make fifty seven. It's it's guys that wrestled thirty three. They're finding a way to do it. Are they as big as Coleman? Well, we don't really know. We just it's eyeball test. But, right, it's eyeball test, but, but we're going, I we're going by the Coleman fact that say, I have eyeball test Coleman and say 57, man, I cannot believe he's going to make that. And you always well, say that Logan Steber is so big. I don't think that Logan Steber is I so ever big. Say Coleman, you, when did I ever say Logan Steber is so big? I never, I, um, I, you, on the just, shows where I said Logan would have no trouble making 61? It, it's not that he – well, no trouble. No trouble. We can look it up. It's on tape. It's on record. You think it's no trouble for it's Logan to record. make 61? He's – no, it's not. No, on... I think it's no trouble at it's... all. Really? So he mm-hmm. just voluntarily – he just weighs in up. He's sipping a Gatorade on the scale. That's what's going on here with Logan Steber. No I issue. Think, I think I think Coleman Scott has consistently weighed more than Logan Steber. And you're talking about Coleman going 57 and Steber – not going 61. Well, he doesn't. He wants to make the Olympics. He doesn't think he can go 57, so he's probably going to say 60. I don't know his plans. I'm just telling you probably so, what same thing. With, same thing with our next time. Spencer Lee at 50 no, kilograms. Well, hey, let's – one other thing. Should Coleman go up to 65? Come on. No. All right. So he's got, he's got two choices. One of them involves him being a favorite to make the team, and the other one involves him just being – Outside. No, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, I didn't know for Coleman that 57 was an option. I just assumed that he was way too big for that. Well, uh, it's not. Y- your options change when with with a different. No, it no. I mean, could could Coleman make 50 kilograms? Let's say the next Olympic cycle, the uh, the the weight is 50 kilograms. I don't. I do so not. That was not an option. I do not. No, then I don't think he would. Exactly. That's a bridge too far. My, but fifty-seven. But fifty-seven isn't. But okay. You I'm just saying, took, you just took ten pounds off, and I well, like. I'm, 
The point is, I'm saying I didn't know it was an option for him because I thought he was too big. Well, we're, we're speculating. So, we're speculating, and I believe that's the option he's going to choose. Could be logic. Spencer at 50. Let's mm. get excited about that. I'm excited about that. Um, I'm excited about that. I knew it. I knew he could go 50. We, he knew he could go 50. What do you mean? You didn't know anything that he didn't already know. He knows he could have made it. It was he, he chose not to. Apparently. Apparently. So that that's uh, that's amazing. It doesn't didn't doesn't validate much that we didn't already know. We knew he could he could physically make it. It was just he he didn't didn't want to. And now he Well, knows. whatever the case our junior uh, world uh, team is getting nastier by the second. Uh, yeah. We said it last was... episode, the, you know, can this team compete with last year's? Well, we need a couple things to fall in place. This was one of the huge cogs that had to fall in place. Spencer at 50. And he's just going to rip through this bracket, right? Like, is is any match going to go the distance with Spencer? No. The answer is no. He's going to run through it. No disrespect. I hate saying no disrespect. I, pl I need a shot collar every time I say that. Because I hate even that I say it. It's like, obviously, it's not disrespectful to say that. Um, you know what's funny? I have this down. The Russians... They're trying to get well, like twenty-two-year-olds into cadets. We're well, having... hold on. Let's let's talk about something. Well, real then quick. talk about it. You you don't know what the mindset was of of Spencer Lee going into cadets at fifty-four kilograms. Um, one train of thought goes something like he is really good friends with Gavin Teasdale, mm -hmm. and so. Um, don't go to fifty-four. Go to or don't go to fifty. Go to fifty-four. They'll both make the world team. They go to worlds together. They're buds. Everything's great, right? Well, now Devin Brown, Devin Brown, who has lived with Spencer Lee, they live together. Yeah. So, I love you, Devin, uh, but uh, I'm trying to make this. Yeah, different difficult situation there, but I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. You want to make a world team. You want to uh, not even make a world team. You want to win a world title. Um. Accept it. You go out there, you wrestle, who wins, wins. You still be brothers at the end of the day. Brothers forever. Um, so, yeah, I a little note I had. Can I get this out, Willie? You could yeah, go ahead. Go with it. The Russians are trying to get these old guys in, into cadets, 21-year-olds. On the other hand, here in the United States of America, our young bucks are signing medical waivers so they can wrestle up. I love it. Spencer Lee. Being yeah. old, he's born in like '98. I don't know, something like that. That's crazy. That when you say these kids' birthdays, it makes you feel really old, doesn't it, Willie? Oh, super old, super old. But yeah, so Spencer had to get the. I, you know what's funny? Yes, uh, the last three days, I, I'm I'm doing my visa for Brazil to go to Junior Worlds, right. and uh, and it, it's the worst process of all time. Mm. Uh, I cannot even tell you how. Freaking frustrating it is. But uh, speaking of the age thing, I had to, like, check my birthday. You know how, like, you go in and you select on the calendar the two, like, the, the, the day of the week and the month. And and then you have to go to the year. And so you click a drop-down menu. I had to, like, scroll down for, like, an hour and a half to find 1978. I felt so old. Oh, wow. Dang. That's hard. That's hard. Getting old is not, it's, uh, it's not for wimps. Um, all right, let's, let's get to this. We touched on this last time. These, and I'm sorry if they're not quote secret wild cards, but that, that's just what I'm going to call them until I figure out what they are. Cause it's a secret to me and the rest of the, the world. What's going on with these four wild cards really quick. Kyle Hutter, Chris Perry, Enoch Francois, Win Mahalik all got wild cards after the initial wave of wild cards were given. And there's really been no explanation as to why. I found out a week ago this was happening. So still still nothing that I've seen. Maybe there's something out from USA Wrestling, but I still have no idea what's going on there. And they, they released the qualifiers and they just had them in there. So I, I don't know what's going on, but I, I have a theory. Um, this is just a fax, okay? Mm -hmm. Three of the four are Titan Mercury Wrestling Club, Club guys. Is that really a coincidence? Oh, you have a conspiracy theory. It's not really conspiracy. I mean, it's just I'm I'm just say it out loud. Secret wild cards 
that were not outlined by USA Wrestling. Three of the four are Titan Mercury Wrestling Clubs, back, which is backed by a billionaire with a B. Um, so, <laughs> and uh, you said that so, you said that someone tweeted specifically, uh, "Thank you, Titan Mercury." Yeah, uh, Win Mahalik thanked Titan Mercury for their support and helping him get the the wild card. He he put that on on the old Facebook. So on the old Facebook, I'm not really, I'm not. It's not a reach here. Ooh, voice change there. Puberty. Um, it's not a reach. You know, it's he's thanking them. So what? What am I supposed to say? What? How am I supposed to explain Kyle Hutter getting in, um, when he was seventh or eighth at the U.S. Open, losing to Darius Little? Uh, we, we've got a very recent result there, but Darius doesn't get in, and uh, you know, uh, I'm just Darius. Asking, I'm Darius just, is the lead singer of. Hootie and the Blue. No, different Darius. That's Darius Rucker. Um, and I'm not saying Darius Little belongs in either. I'm saying, or what are we doing here? How is this? How is this happening? How are these being chosen? What is the? I just want to know why. And like I, don't I think, said, like, you're not going to know why. You're not going to know why. You're going to talk to people, and and people are going to tell you why, right? You're going to you're going to talk to a wrestler maybe, and you're going to talk to a coach, and they're going to say, well. This kid got in because of this, and the coach is going to say, well, he did this, and he did this, and this is why. I, I saw a, a message board post that said Kevin LaValle got in because he won the Minnesota Storm Holiday Classic, which is a UWW-recognized event, and, and there was two kids at his weight class, whatever, right? You, you're going to hear all kinds of reasons. I, the people at USA Wrestling are going to say whatever they want to tell you right right but just they're going to rationalize it any way they want but at the end of the day the usa wrestling is going to do what they want to do and the ramifications of that are (laughs) they have to have some sort of system where it's transparent and they let you know why um and the brackets make sense. Uh-huh. And neither was really the case. Right. In this situation. Right? And 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 the I'm for I am for a system that is more concrete. I say everybody in the pool, I said this on a previous show. Every everybody that wants to be in the world team trials, anybody that wants a chance at it, goes to the US Open. That determines your final very small pool of maybe eight for the world team trials, and that's how it is, and that's it, and end the story and shut the door. Now, the the small problem with that is if somebody is legitimately hurt or something and can't make it. um, Sure. Right? But that that gets exploited. And that gets bastardized um, because if you're going to make an exception for one guy, then you're going to have everybody lobbying for their guy. And you're going to have billionaires lobbying for their guys. And you're going to have guys saying, but this guy beat that guy who you're giving a wild card and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, I could never see I could never see USA Wrestling not giving wild cards to guys they want and, and reserving that option, reserving that right. But they should. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't know. I I'm just all for transparency. I want to know why, and uh, then I'll probably stop talking about it once I have some reasoning. But I think they're leaving a the door. They're maybe setting a, as you allude to, a kind of a a dangerous precedent there. Um, Willie, we're coming. We haven't even got to talk about. I, I, well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what really affects. Now you're gonna say, okay, well this guy got in. Um. I mean, we're talking about the transparency and we're talking about the process, but what does it really matter, right, at the end of the day? Well, I'll tell you what it matters. Guys that made the finals of the U.S. Open are losing the buy that they had. Right. That's what it, that's what it matters. So Keith Gavin is losing a buy. Jake Varner uh, is losing a buy. So um, And also so- someone potentially is going to have to wrestle an extra match. There's going to be a pigtail at 97, right? Like there has to be. It's a 10-man bracket. 
Yeah. So uh, someone's gonna have to win seven, eight matches. I don't, I don't even know. I didn't even do the math. But so they wanted these small brackets, but I, I don't know. I feel like we're, I don't know. I, I, it's just not ideal way to be concrete. You set out the ways that you can qualify. If there's no injuries, let's go with it. But that's these guys had their chances. Win a regional, place top five. That's it. And it doesn't yep. it doesn't look good when three or four are you know have this backing right that's not that's pretty uh, it's not hard to read the tea leaves there yeah um yeah. moving on do you do you want do you want to skip this thing so we can get to trials since we only have ten minutes or what yeah let's do it let's let's go uh let's go to trials all right well no wait hold on no I do want to talk about this do it then we're not gonna get to trials all right that's fine. That's fine. Everybody knows what's going on. Yeah, you read Christian Paul's preview, which is uh, a work of art um, for the trial stuff. But I want to talk about the Mark Schultz thing. Mark Schultz tweeting, and uh, we mentioned it in the show before, that um, wrestlers should, you know, people should boycott wrestling events. And, and, and the topic is paying the athletes. USA Wrestling should pay the athletes. And, um, you know, we said we said our feelings on that in the last show, that the money's just not there, and, and that, that's not why people wrestle. And, and, and paying athletes would be great if it was a possibility, but it's really not. I mean, it's, some wrestlers do get paid a stipend. There's a living the dream fund. You can get paid for winning, but what about the second and third guys and this and that? But uh, Coach Jay on the Matt.com message boards had a really good, um, a really good recommendation. And I've said on this show a million times. Is this Jay Robinson, Coach Jay? It's not Coach Jay Robinson. Oh, he's not. A, he's not big on the message boards. I don't think so. Oh, used uh, to be. He just learned how to stop. Do twi- Twitter, I think. He doesn't do that. Uh, Twitter. I know. <laughs> it's, um, it's going up during the duels. <laughs> um, but I've been on here before a thousand times, and I'll say it to him blue in the face: that college wrestling teams need to endow their programs. Do not. Wait till budgetary uh, considerations come down, and and your budget's getting cut or your program's getting cut. Right. Go out there, Endowment. hit your alumni, hit your alumni, hit your donors, hit your boosters. Put it in an escrow account. Collect on that interest. Ensure your program survival uh, to the extent that you do not have to risk. I mean, you do not have to rely on a penny from the school. Right. If they want to give you money, if the school wants to support your sport. That's fine. Don't let it come to that. Don't rely on that. I know it's easier said than done, and it's a big task, and it's something in addition to wrestling, but that's what you should do. Now, Coach Jay took that a step further and said, that's what USA Wrestling should do for the top guy's salaries. <laughs> you know, there, there's a lot of supporters for USA Wrestling um, financially, um, and they have their own – USA Wrestling has their own system of, of – of getting donations and building money and, and uh, securing securing boosters, so implement that. Take some of that money, put it into escrow, and pay some of these athletes a livable wage, at least for the duration that they're competing. Mm-hmm. I think that's an excellent excellent idea to the extent that when if you could get it so that it these these spots were endowed then anybody on the anybody on the world team maybe you know it's a it's a pay, it's a sliding scale from the number 1 guy to the number 3 guy but they all get some money okay how uh how realistic is all of that money being accumulated and and distributed i mean it sounds the the obvious answer to that is okay where does that money come from it comes from Boosters and donors and everything else. I mean, do you understand what Penn State and Lehigh and uh, these schools bring in their their wrestling endowment? Do you understand how much money that is? Absolutely not. Okay, well, look it up, do some digging, and then tell me that USA Wrestling can't replicate that. Okay. Well, let's do it. I'm all for it. Sounds like a great solution. I, I feel like that's a simple-sounding solution, so why... What do you think the answer is to why they're not doing that? Because that sounds uh, simple to me. Maybe they haven't thought about it. 
Okay. I would hope that's not the case. I would hope they had at least considered that. Mm. That's all I have. I, I don't have anything to add there other than sounds great to me. I'm not a money guy. I don't I don't know much about this stuff. Um <laughs> All right. We got five minutes. What do you want to hit? Well, on the on the trials, junior, senior, anything. I, um that you haven't maybe haven't said if you did if you guys at home haven't read Christian's um senior preview that just came out this morning, do so. Um Flow Insider, you know, our premium previews, premium R. articles are um part of Flow Pro now, so most of you our flow pro members so now you also have access to the insider stuff they've been rolled up into one if you haven't read it read it it's amazing well thank so, you so um so they can just go read that we don't have to hash everything out that they um, already have access to but uh what are the main points you want to hit in the last four minutes here uh, we don't even have to hit on anything seniors if you want to get to uh some of the junior we had a couple other registrants that i don't know if we got to mention you know mason manville's coming Ashnall mm-hmm. at six, 66 could be crazy deep. Um, but then there's Pico, and he's probably going to. Of course, Zane's registered. No, I suggested that Bo Nickel was going to be there at 84, and he was the likely guy. Uh, that doesn't look like that's going to be the case. He didn't register at 84. And no Miles Martin yet either. So Zahid, maybe uh, people are saving a plane ticket and just conceding that spot to Zahid because the, the competition's not really – you know, you got Ricky Robertson in the field. He won uh, juniors last year, but um, I, I he don't won. Know. He won Vegas last year. Yeah, yeah, juniors. Um, but he didn't win the trials. Right. Gabe Dean won. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. It kind of feels like they're, they're conceding that a little bit. Um, Sam stole an interesting um, entry, although he hasn't registered yet. It sounds like he's coming to – uh, wrestle heavyweight, which is good. That was one of the weights where I felt like we needed some. More yeah, depth. We, we yeah we need depth at we need depth at heavyweight. It's a it's a good team. I mean, the interesting thing too is what Snyder and McKenna might do. Yeah, I honestly, well, here's the thing: Snyder's gonna make the world team, in my opinion. I really, I feel very strongly about that. I really do. I think and he, if you make you make. Yeah, it's one thing like Dayton Fix could make the cadet and junior, and you know you're wrestling both. If you make junior and senior, you don't wrestle in both. You don't right? go juniors, no. Right. And plus, not. I mean, why? He's already won junior worlds. Um, it's not like that's a the requirement he needs to, or you know, a box to check. It's checked. Um, and if you're the guy for seniors, just, I personally, for me as a USA wrestling fan, I want his, I want my senior guys. I want their singular focus on senior worlds would you agree yeah with that? sure I, yeah, I don't want absolutely. i don't want him traveling to brazil two weeks there out of his routine i want him getting better those couple weeks um as much as i want a you know junior world title uh from that weight and as unrealistic as that's going to be without snyder i, I think y- you get your guys and you have them focus on that one thing um am am i am i too bold on, on snyder i just i really i don't see him losing I think I think he wins in two, but I really don't see him losing in three. Who's? I just don't see. You it. know the, the 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 thing about it is to me. Is, did Jake Varner sort of will he kind of wake up from that old method of winning that he had the method where it was like a one takedown match and it was very slow and he super super conservative um or does he stay the same guy if he stays the same guy i don't see snyder losing at all if jake comes out there and tries to be a little more active a little more offensive then uh maybe maybe you know maybe jake can beat him but i don't see it yeah you know you you can't you can't hit buzzer beaters every time yeah i the the issue is snyder just doesn't give you those opportunities i mean he just He's so good defensively. He's so good in the hand fight that I mean, it's, he Varner was losing most of that match. He needed to score. It's not like, you know, maybe he was thinking I'll just get the takedown and win by criteria because he would have. Um, but he just didn't just didn't get off hardly any legitimate attacks. 
So I don't know. I, I do have Jake winning the mini tournament, and I do think we might see a, an uptick um, in his offense, but I, I think once he hits Snyder again, he's going to get slowed down. And we can't overlook J.D. Bergman here. Uh, no. He's obviously been – now we've seen J.D. fall early before the other guys. So J.D. had – J.D. had Varner dead to rights. Dead to rights. R.I.P. And then, and then he, you know, he would add Snyder who – they train together all the time. Yeah, that's that's an interesting nugget. How does so that... don't so don't write off JD. So we could have a all Ohio RTC wrestle off there. Who knows? I mean, I'm sure the Ohio people know how that goes in the room, but that's still very much a mystery to the public. Willie, it's eleven. Uh, yeah, we're out of time. Ten Central for you, not to confuse you. Um, hey, what time are you getting to Wisconsin, buddy? I'll I get to eleven. I get to eleven. I, you know what? And uh, Nico Megaludis tweeted yesterday um, something that I always, like a little axiom that I always live by, something to the effect of if you're looking to the future or looking to the past, you're not enjoying the peace of the presence. And I live by kind of a thing that says, you know, um, don't ever say I can't wait for something because you're living right now and you're having a good time and enjoy, and enjoy every moment that you have. Uh, Are you really I, coming at me with this philosophical BS? It's an expression. I literally can wait, and I will wait, and I'm loving my life. Come on, don't don't characterize I me. Can't wait. hey, it's a yeah, it's an axiom. Yeah, right? axiom. I I can't wait. I want to move my flight up. I want to move my flight up to right now. I want to pack, and I want to go to Madison. All right, let's do it. I gotta pack. I gotta do some laundry. I'm potty training my daughter. It's a big day. It's a big day. Um, we will see you guys. Shoot. You know we're live Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Juniors and seniors Saturday and Sunday. So uh, we will see you then. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks.